we were talking earlier, and, and actually Noah pointed out a picture up there with uh, the he has he had boots that were the same color. Oh wow! And so now he's been look. You want to tell the story? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was I've been looking for uh, for for cleats to get a uh, was the the new rookie at a make my name. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll actually tell, I'll tell a story about it first. So my did my first era trip with my first high school Americans camp, and I was like, I gotta find someone's gonna set me apart. So I roll up to the very first meeting with these like fluorescent shorts and <laughs> bright like pristine white Crocs. And I met Sean Duffy for the first time. And every time I've seen him since then, and I've probably seen Sean every year for the last nine years, he goes, you still got the Crocs? And I was like, no. I mean, I've definitely grown up since I wore Crocs. Now I got black Crocs, Duffy, as you can see. But yeah, I was like, I was like oh, I'm the new guy. I'm going to make a statement, let everyone kind of like make a name before I got into the field and try to make a name. So I've uh, been looking for some Dallas color cleats. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you pointed out that there's a, there's a picture that's going to come around of me in some, like, lime green, kind of, like, teal, turquoise cleats. And when I got them, they were 120. You go into ProDirect Pro Soccer now, they're, like, 275. Ooh. Yeah, they're like, like literally double, like, boom! And the only thing, the only thing different now is that the new ones are texturized. Right, which doesn't really help much when, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at the mo- if I, I, thinking back to the slogan, if I had to do a slogan that's not actually a slogan, but a slogan that everyone uses... Look good, feel good, play good. Hey, Ooh, I like yeah, that. Yeah. That's, so you get, that's, that's you money get, right there. That's why guys get the TV tape on the wrist. Yeah, I like that, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a little billboard, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you kind of can be, huh? Oh man. So uh, let's talk about your education and what you have your degree in. Yeah, so I uh, did five years at Central Washington University. I did five years. That's how long you have for eligibility to play at Central. And uh, I majored in media and journalism, and I specialized in broadcasting. So like uh, like five o'clock news where they have the anchors, and they have they cut down to John Doe, who's at the scene. I'm the guy that's gonna they're gonna cut to. It's gonna be at the scene on the camera with the mic and the dress suit and the dress pants, talking about all this stuff. And I got to take all that film and go back and cut it, edit it, send it in. Nice, dude. That's awesome. Still. Yeah, and you've been doing that a little bit with uh, with Owensburg right now, right? Or with Central, excuse me? Like, yeah. Like, you've been working kind of remote? Uh, right now, not as much. I mean, I wrote four stories, but then I, I've been doing some stuff, uh, some decking stuff with uh, Olympus Decking. And Stan the Man. Stan the Man, little free plugs, Olympus Decking. Switch up Stan. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did some freelance, wrote a couple stories, but I haven't really done a lot, because they... Had a whole new staff, so when I was leaving, they brought in two or three more people and sort of kind of bolstered their numbers. So I'm just kind of one of those guys is like, hey, no, we need a story done ASAP. Send it to me, do it real quick, send it back in. So that's really where I'm at now, just because I was focusing on training, focusing on being home, and Ellen's were such a faraway place. I was like, I can do the calls, but I can't go out and take photos as much. But um, when I was there, I was putting out eight or nine stories a week. Wow three or four front pages a week and that was for about four or five months and then when I was in college I uh, did three and a half years on the school magazine half a year I was just a writer and then for the remaining three years I was an editor or two years I was an editor and then I did a full year of editor-in-chief so a full year my very last year up at Central 
I was the head honcho of, I had to go to meetings, uh, had a little page dedicated, note from the editor, note from the editor in chief, and I had to write a little note and get my picture in it, and then I have to read all 80 pages of the magazine and go through for final edits, and take care of grading and take care of all the other stuff. So I got practical experience being sort of kind of like the main person in the office. That's a lot. Heck yeah, that's a yeah. Without <laughs> rugby, without rugby, would that be would that be something you would pursue? Is like a is the, is journalism career? Yeah, I mean, I just I love I love telling stories. I love talking with people. So that's where because I, I never I never did uh, journalism in high school. I did ASB and I was a male representative and then just kind of a ASB officer, and I just love meeting people, talking to people, doing all these other things. And then when I got to Central, I was like, oh, I don't know what I'll do. So I just did my first year, and then I just took a media and journalism class, just kind of like a an intro one-on-one class, just because I needed to fill credit load so I could play. I did it, and I learned all these other things. I learned about all these different journalists. I did all these other things. I can't remember her name, but she went into a psychiatric hospital, and did investigative journalism and exposed them for Ooh. mistreatment of patients. Wow. And it was like, it was like, like people had like heard about it and sort of knew about it, but there was a whole thing of like, they would bring in inspectors and they would hide all these things. And then she went in under the guise of being a mental patient and experienced the treatment herself. Yeah, she wow. Cover, dude. <laughs> so best straight up investigation. Yeah. And then you like hear all these other things about people like going in and, going under aliases and doing other things, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And then I would, obviously I played sports all growing up, and I'd see the sideline reporters, and I would see them talk about, I'm here with so-and-so, who made the game-winning catch, and then let them tell their story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've been all over the world, too. Yeah, I've been most of the world. <laughs> I would say all over the world, but I've been to, I've been to a lot of places. Where, um, what's your favorite place? What has been your favorite place? I mean, it's easy to say New Zealand because I was the longest out of all my trips. I, I guess we'll just say them all because we all know, but they all know. Uh, Dubai, all over America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and uh, uh, Amsterdam. 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 Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. Sorry. That was, that was the shortest one. But um, Yeah, what was in Amsterdam? The thing about Amsterdam is we didn't actually get a lot of time to do a lot of things because we were very structured because I was there with the U23s and it was very structured. It was like wake up at this time, breakfast, practice, lunch, practice, dinner, go to bed. So we only got one night to explore, but it was after we played our last game, so everyone was kind of just tired and... I had an early flight, so we kind of stayed in. Do that for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, that was fun just because I was around guys who were either going into the last year of college and preparing for the draft, or who were already going into the draft and then going into the MLR. So it was like these guys, like they know they're going to play at the next level. It's not like you go to college and like, oh, I want to play, but I don't want to do after this. Or you get in high school and it's like, oh, I'm just doing this just for fun. Like these guys, everyone that was there was fully committed to either playing at the next level or we're already beginning to play at the next level. So that was fun, but I think the best one that I had was probably Australia because we were there for about a week or two and we stayed in hostels and we were billeted as well. Oh, okay. So we went from like, our first one was a billet and then we went to this hostel location and then we went to a billet. So we just went all around. I think it was the 
eastern side of Australia just for to play games, play three or four games there, and it's it's cool because I mean I'm still 13 at the time. Oh, playing, super weak. Not only has I been playing in New Zealand for a little bit, but then I also played in Australia. So it's just kind of getting to see two and who, who, are, who at the time were still powerhouses, and I got to see school age rugby for both of them. Differences between the two countries. Yeah, when I was when I was actually in New Zealand. It was funny, the coach that I had, I was learning to do kicking just because I wanted to get better at kicking. And he made the joke, he goes, he goes we're not going to kick. He goes, why would we kick away the ball? He goes, to gain possession, we're going to keep possession as long as we can. We'll kick when we need to. And then we went to Australia, and anywhere they could, they were trying to kick through. Yeah. And I looked at the coach at one point, and I was like, he goes, he goes this is why we win. <laughs> like, just, yeah, cover thy ass is what I just heard. Right? <laughs> like, uh, explain to the young blood why we, uh, this is not yeah. our tact. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. I just got to experience all of that. And then Dubai was cool. It was another one of those instances where we were very kind of scheduled because we had to go training. And we we only had three days to train before the tournament. And we have guys, we had six guys, uh, we had seven guys from Canada, seven guys from the U.S. And we had three days to learn how to play with each other. And obviously all the Canadian guys knew each other, all the U.S. guys knew each other, but then gelling together because we would have... The starting lineup for every game was our props because of sevens. Props were Canadian. Hook was American. I was at, I was at the nine. I was at the first receiver, so I was American. Ten was Canadian. Center was Canadian. Wing was American. So then we they had a mix of three four. Yeah. I've never played with four. I've never played with three or four of these guys. I played with two of them in like era, but I've never played with everyone. So kind of getting together and then. But he went to the different schools in the area that we were staying at and got to do sort of kind of like a professional stuff of all these elementary school kids are coming in. We're sitting down to have lunch with them and they're asking us about, what's it like? What's it like? Where you're from? Where are you? What's, how's it different? We're doing all these things and meeting all these people. So it's kind of a, definitely a big culture shock of, I mean, I had three months of being in college and now I'm over in Dubai playing right. with guys that were in the same posi- position as me. That's, I mean, uh, these guys you're going to go play ball with now at the next level too, right? You mentioned that briefly yep. in, the, in, that, in that story, and, and we talked about it during the break, was all these guys that you've been playing ball with all these years, and now you get to play with them at the next level. Yeah. Some of the guys, like, name drop, bro. Come on, you, yeah. got, you got all these friends? What's up? Name drop. <laughs> I mean, Talk about we, know, we know Marcus, uh, one of the guys that's from Washington, Louie. Uh, Stommy plays for Orsu right now for the just men's elite just until we over Dallas. So I know him really well. Uh, our captain, Albert O'Shaughnessy, he is going to New York. Um, obviously, I know a bunch of the Seals guys from playing and being around in the area. Uh, it'll be fun to go. Interesting to go up against, uh, hopefully I go up against Ina. Love going up against him, love playing against him. He just, because he pushes you to be so much better. Like, even at, even at the Seawolves, if the Saracens practices, he just pushes everyone to be better. Um, and I, I think I mentioned Joe Johnston for New England. He, I, uh, when I was younger, I billeted him when his, te- his team in New Zealand, his school in New Zealand came over. And then when I went back over there, I got to hang out with him, meet him. I met his younger brother. So that was cool. And then, um, I guess from Dubai, uh, Ryan James, I want to say he just got picked up by San Diego. He was with the, I want to say, I think he was with the Raptors. Or, um, <laughs> is it the Raptors? 
the team yeah, that the played American with Superman Rapids. Yep, yep. Yeah, he, right. was with, he was with them. Yeah. Uh, Ethan McVie, I played with him a lot too. And then uh, one of the guys from uh, Raptors. One, <laughs> one of the guys from Dubai. His name was uh, Thomas Isherwood, and he That's right now mouthful. plays with uh, the Canadian Sevens national teams. And then the, I mean the list goes on. I've, obviously, I probably have met a lot more people, but. Yeah, you didn't memorize their names yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. I, I guarantee if you if you put out a list of like four or five guys, like pick four or five players, I probably know at you least player, one of them. Yeah. Player index, right? I'm yeah. super excited. I'm glad you mentioned Ian. Dude. I'm super excited. If you go big as that, because he's the same as you. Wants to put his head down and bowl through people, dude. Like, yeah. I, that's the one reason why I love and they, watching and you, him, dude. And you both have bulked <laughs> up, too. Like, Ian has <laughs> yeah. bulked up, you've bulked up. Like, it's going to be fun to watch. To that, oh, yeah. Oh, good, good, good. So, I have a question for you. So, you mentioned uh, Marcus, and mm-hmm. you guys both went to Central. So, when he went in the first round, you, of course, he probably called you. Hey, I'm going in the first round. I'm going to go to Dallas. How did it feel when you got drafted by Dallas? So, now you are have a familiar face and a teammate in Dallas at the same time. It was cool. I mean, I actually, it's funny when I found out that Marcus was uh, going for round because all of the guys that declared for draft for Central, we all were just talking about it. And we had gotten a message, we got an email probably like a week before all the a week before the draft, and it was like, hey, do you go first round? You're getting an email. We're going to set up your flights. You're going to come out. So we were all, all of us were messaging back and forth. Just, you guys get an email? You guys get an email yet? Nope, 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 nope. And then someone said to someone, and Marcus goes, oh, yeah, I got an email today. And we're all just stoked for him because obviously we didn't know when he was going. Yeah. We didn't know what pick he was going. We didn't know if it was first, fifth, tenth. We didn't know what he was. And so we, we just knew it was first round, so we were all stoked for him. And then we, uh, some of the guys were helping Todd Thornley, the country central, move. And Todd sort of let it slip that three of us were getting drafted because uh, Marcus was gone. He had told everyone he was going, to, going on a trip before then so that no one sort of knew. But top, these guys are helping Albert O'Shaughnessy, who got drafted to uh, New York. He's uh, helping Todd move, and Todd sort of lets up. He goes, goes oh, yeah, Marcus going. Uh, you and Noah are going somewhere around there. And Albie's like, thanks, Todd. Thanks for the, <laughs> thanks for the help. He goes, I'm not going to tell you where, but you should be ready. <laughs> and then uh, I didn't actually know, but I didn't, I didn't know about that until I got to a bunch of us just watching together, and Albie pulls up, comes up to me. He goes, congrats. I was like, what? He goes, oh, you didn't know? I was like, no. He goes, oh yeah, Todd told Todd told me that you and I are going somewhere. We're not first round, but we're going we're going somewhere. And, then, and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> but yeah, buzzing was, um, right there, buzzing. Oh my yeah, goodness. And I was sitting there. Alvin and I are just not. Everyone's watching TV. Alvin and I are just in the kitchen, just eating snacks, just waiting, just to, hear waiting, just waiting <laughs> to hear names. And then they didn't televise it, so we're, all, we're like, oh, we're just sitting there. And then someone <laughs> someone goes check Instagram, and we all looked at Instagram. We saw it, and then it's pretty cool. But um. It's going to get you to the point about kind of like playing with Marcus Moore is it was definitely talking with Albie he was like oh yeah I know a lot of people in New York so it'll be cool like I'm just kind of getting it plugged I've already been plugged in a little bit with these guys I think um, I already knew that Louie was in Dallas so I was like okay cool if I go to Dallas I'll have someone there but then knowing that Marcus someone that I grew up playing against grew up playing with and really close with really good friends with it sort of made the whole experience feel less I had less gravity at the time because I was like, oh, it's just going to be another one of those things where it's it's going to feel like just another day here at Central, another day in high school when we're mm-hmm. playing with the loggers or with all these select side teams. Obviously, I know I understood there was a lot deeper meaning because it's a, a very different level. Oh, yeah. But at, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, it's just, I know that if, if I'm having a rough day, Marcus will be there. He's just going to 
hit him in the back of the head. If he's having a bad day, if he's having a bad day, I'm gonna hit him in the back of the head, and we're just gonna keep trucking along and we're going this path together. That's awesome. That's so awesome. You guys are doing together. Yeah. That's so cool. They'll be able to motivate each other yeah, when they're know. down and out because we all hit those lows. And so, I, I, yeah, back of the head, I like that. That's a good analogy. Yeah. I'm excited for you. I'm yeah, fucking so excited for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm living vicariously through you. All <laughs> sincerity, like, oh my God, oh my gosh. And I'm about to ask a question very vicariously, oh, too. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> please ask a question. To, yeah. to, to, to all of us out here. So every every man is probably dreaming of this, or even every every everybody that's aspired, even the, you know, of course, women too. But every person has probably uh, thought about this when they're growing up, um, playing a sport. What will go? What goes through your mind? Like, let's say it's the MLR championship, right? You make a game-winning impact. What do you think happened? You made that game-winning impact. You lift the shield. What do you think happened? Like, what do you think? Like, went through my head, or yeah. what kind of like would go through my head in the moment? Uh, no, I sorry. What What do you think happened for you to to make that game-winning impact? Like, what what what, what was it that you did that that like you caused? You're you're standing there uh, lifting the shield because of something you did on the pitch. I mean, from a from a wing perspective, there's. A lot that goes into being the wing, but I guess in terms of game-winning situations, the one thing that I think of is the 2019 World Cup. It's England's on the front foot. We uh, There's a great documentary, if anyone has a chance to watch it, it's called Chasing the Sun, and it was a documentary of South Africa on their rise up to the 2019 championship after going having terrible seasons, and then Rossi comes in and he changes everything, and these guys are well around each other, and one of the moments is uh, England's on the front foot. They have a big big offensive set and goes down the left side, and Courtney Laws catches it, and all he needs to do is just one pass, and Wings, Wing walks in, and Cheslin Colby comes down, chop tackle, lets South Africa reset. From a Wing perspective, that's sort of in my mind what the biggest impact I can make is because mm-hmm. obviously Wings, we have to score. You mm-hmm. can't score, you don't play. But defensively, you don't see a lot of Wings... I mean, yeah, I don't. Not seeing a lot of wings is probably not right, not right way to say it. But you don't see oftentimes a lot of times where a wing just comes down and makes a big chop tackle on yeah. arguably one of the best forwards at the time. And in my mind, that's sort of what would probably happen is line break, we're scrambling. Mm-hmm. I got to make a chop tackle. And I got to slow the ball down. Like that's in my mind what a big impact could be because obviously I can get put away for a try. I can make a step, get a line break, set someone away. Those are just regular skills that a wing has. But it's it's understanding when that when the moment comes where, hey, we're numbered down, but I gotta I gotta fly out and I gotta make this tackle. I gotta I gotta know that if I play off there's a chance that they're just gonna beat me to the end. they're gonna beat me to the side or they're gonna power to the side. Now I'm just gonna go. I just gotta go, I gotta make the tackle. I know that it's a it's a forward who might not have might not have the best ball skills and I just gotta try to catch him right when he catches it. That's why I framed it that way, because it's, yeah. it's like that, yeah. But I guess I guess thinking from the other yeah. standpoint of like what would go through my head if I made that game yeah. winning thing, yeah. and yeah. I, I'm hosting the trophy, what would go in my head in afterwards? <laughs> it probably be like just kind of everything now makes sense. All those hours that I would spend at the field doing kicking and doing passing, all of those late nights watching film, all of those car rides in the morning when I'm tired, or all those times where my mom and dad would drive me home from games and they're tired and I'm. 
asleep in the passenger seat, but now they got to drive two hours from Bellingham. And it would sort of, in my mind, it would be like, hey, everything, like everything leading up to this moment was for this moment. And now this sort of proves that, yeah, I should, I should be here and I should do all of this stuff. And I felt that when I got drafted. And honestly, a, a lot of people ask me, you guys haven't asked, but I'll, I'll put in this. A lot of people ask yeah. me, like, oh, like, how does it feel to go to Dallas and not to Seattle? Like, like I never had enough, I never had an idea of who I wanted to go to. I was like, I just want to go. I want to play at the next level. And then everyone asked me, like, oh, how does it feel not being drafted by Seattle? Like, it's your home hometown team. And in my mind, I feel like that sort of adds a lot of discredit to a lot of players. Like, it's, all, it's always, always oh, the home ki- hometown kid, homegrown kid, homegrown guy. It's, how does it feel playing for your home team? It's a, sort of in my mind, if I would have, in the back of my mind, I would have thought that, oh, I got drafted by Seattle. I wonder, like, oh, he just got drafted by Seattle because he's from Seattle. They're doing a homegrown pick. Like, it's convenient. Yeah. Now I'm in Dallas. I'm across the country. Like, in my mind, when I heard I was going to Dallas, I was like, oh, they're picking me. Not because homegrown kid or because I'm from the area, but because they recognize that my skills are worthy of being selected. And that's not discrediting any of the homegrown guys that are here, but you oftentimes hear, you don't hear, Inafuti, super good skills. You hear, product of Seattle, product of the Saracens, plays for a uh, men's club for sevens in Seattle. Like, that's not discrediting all the work that Ina does, but it's always, it always the hometown aspect, which in my mind discredits a lot of work that people put in. I, I can respect that. And 100%. it's refreshing that when... Levon asked that question that he did not say, oh, I scored the winning try, or I did this. That he said, I want to make it, I think it's going to be a defensive play that I'm going to make to stop them to do that. That That's the most, because everybody's going to go the obvious. I want to score the winning, I want to score Mm -hmm. the winning bucket. I want to score the winning try. I Mm -hmm. want to score the winning touchdown. I want to score the winning point. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to go, 99% of people are going to go to that. It's refreshing to hear you not say that. Yeah, well, I'd be lying if I said defense (laughs) wasn't, if I, you ask anyone that I played, defense is a thing that, that I'm really good at, because I played nine, and obviously the thing that sets you apart from being a nine, as you can see from watching the World Cup, and you watch guys like after Clerk, Anton Dupont, you gotta be able to tackle at the next level if you're a nine. Like you can't just be good at running to rucks and passing, running to rucks and passing. You gotta be able to make big tackles when big moments happen. So I got really good at tackling, just tackling anybody. And in my mind, like you win by playing defense. Like yeah, you can score four or five times, but if you let them score six times, you lose. Scrappy, yeah. scrappy dude. Like you know what I'm like saying? It. That's what I'm like thinking. Like, like and then no, yeah, because like no, you went to Central as a fly half, right? I got, I got, I got, I got uh-huh. my uh, my recruitment letter said fly half. I hadn't played fly half in like a year or two <laughs> since I got picked up. When I got picked yeah. up. But at that time I was playing 15 in center. Mm. Yeah, and he can play you know nine all day too. So yeah. like yeah, I mean he's a utility player, utility player. Day, okay. which is what everybody needs, and yeah. and everybody should be set towards like in their skill set. In my mind, just like should always be trying to be a team player in general. Obviously, you've more than proven that. that. So, in great American rugby tradition, you have to give thanks and gratitude to someone who helped you along your rugby journey. Yeah, I mean, so I guess there's, there's a lot of people that I want to thank, so I'll thank a lot of people first, and then I'll go into who I guess... I'm thinking about it now, who is someone that I've never actually really thanked a lot, but someone who really sort of set me on the path to where I am. Obviously, I thank... Jeff Candler, Coach of Liberty, Bobcat. Thank my parents, thank my brothers, thank Todd Thornley, thank all the ear coaches that I've had, thank all the other select side coaches that I've had. But um, someone that really helped me be very critical about my skills, uh, Mike Diemert, he, I, believe, I think he still plays for Valley. He, when I was younger, 
Uh, I, was always, I was one of those guys, like, hey, give me the ball, I want to score. Just put me on the edge, let me score. And he was really one of the guys, like, hey, you can't score if you don't have the skills to do it. So he would force me every practice. He's like, hey, you got to show up 20, 30 minutes before. And then for 20, 30 minutes before every practice, he would just watch me throw the ball up in the air to myself, working on getting that good passing motion, getting the follow-through, getting the correct spin, correct hand placement. And if I hadn't done that, I don't think I'd be able to be where I'm at now because I wouldn't have the foundation of skills and that foundation of mindset of I got to be really good at the skills. Like I got to be disciplined. There's a, there's a great Mike Tyson quote. It's like, you can be the best in the world, but if you don't have discipline, you're going to be the worst. And it was Mike Demert who taught me, be disciplined. Be, it's not just throwing a ball up in the air and doing that for 15 minutes. Like said. It's being cognizant of where are my hands? How are my fingers? Am I pressing with my whole hand or am I gripping with just my fingertips? And those were the skills that he taught me. I'll go next. Um, I'd say my son, Damian Courtright. Uh, he he is still involved. Uh, he's he's coming back from Denver, and uh, he's going to start helping us with the podcast. And he's the one that got me into rugby. And man, who'd know that it was going to be such a freaking fire? Jeez, <laughs> I have no idea. I'd be this passionate about one sport, rather. You know, as we know, it's not just a sport; it's a community and it's a mindset. But that'd be mine. I'm a, I'm a kid. I'm gonna pick my kid. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we go family. Sometimes we go like overall sort of thing. And, you know, certain people. But I'll kind of go with the overall. Um, I'm gonna throw it out to. You know, I have so many, so much boggling around in my mind. Sometimes I like to go deep cuts. You know, like when I. You know, uh, from from my I children. don't know. I'm waiting well, for you to answer, yeah, though. Know, right? um, I'm just stalling here. Yeah, you are. I love that. I'm high. <laughs> We're just having fun. Nick, go, pass on, Nick. I, I, I can't. I can't. Take I would have to say part, okay. of my, part of my brother's son. Uh, I mean, he's like, like he, he. My brother was older, two years older, and he started playing rugby first. Played at Cantwood. Um, with Coach Bullock and uh, Coach Norris, and they're the ones that got me. Like, I watched him. I was like, couldn't make the football team, couldn't make the basketball team. Hey, man, let's go for rugby. Everybody played rugby. And, they, and we had the women's and men's, and and man, just watching them play. And I, I was interested in cool. You get to play, you get to hit people and run with the ball, and no pads, and sweet. Got me, and you know went from there. So. How many years did you play? Two years. Okay. But it was, I mean, like, it did, we didn't have nearly the things, the resources they have now, man. Back yeah. in 90, <laughs> 95, 96, <laughs> didn't have nearly the, the, the resources we had now. But it's, I mean, it, it was it was a blast, man. But, like, back then, it, it, every, like I say, every school had a team. Kenwood had a team. Cambridge had a team. Kent Meridian had a team. Oh, Auburn wow. had a team. It, it was like football. Everybody had their own team. And it wasn't like you had club teams. So I mean, so then just how why it faded off, I don't know, but yeah, I had that same my brother, man. He he got me into it, and and I was looked him, looked up to him doing that, and like you, I had to I had to go against. I was a smaller guy going up against him. He was six four, two twenty. I was five ten, one hundred fifty, and we both played wing. <laughs> we were both same speed. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they said go tackle him. <laughs> I said okay. And he was, 
Stiff Arby Austin. Come on, running. <laughs> Get out of here, Thanks, coach. <laughs> All right, I got it. Um, we were kind of talking about this the other day, actually. Is uh, I'm going to throw it out to the uh, to the inaugural season ticket holders of uh, of the Seattle Seawolves. Ooh. Yeah, those uh, those early days. 2018. Yeah, 2018. EST 2018. And also shout out to Lance for the Great American Red. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lance is great. But yeah, that's uh, that's just been you know when we were reflecting on that the other night. You know, I think that you know when those guys were inducted, Rickard and uh, Matt Turner and um, and uh, Kellen Gordon. Yep. I think it was so cool to see them up there, and and uh, just makes you kind of reflect as a as an inaugural season ticket holder, like how far this has really come. Yeah, no and, doubt. I really wish yeah. Rookie could have been there. Really wish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he didn't get the invite. Uh, he got the invite. He just had other things to do. Right there. Yeah. I'm just giving a bad time. <laughs> I gotta give you a bad time. Like it was a blast. I mean, there was like mm-hmm. eh, probably like 60 or 70 people. It sold out. Matter of fact, uh, Mongo was like, "Hey, uh, think there's any <laughs> extra God. tickets left?" I'm like, "Man, yeah, we'll figure it out." You know, like I, a guy like you, yeah, get your boot down there, bro. And then so, he, he he you know ended up refing the game. Yeah. And uh, went out with with us afterwards, and that was a good time. Yeah, yeah. great guy. guy. Yeah, dude's great. great. Yeah, that's another guy that we we could shout out to at some Definitely. point. You know, like Definitely. hey, Mongo is quite the dude. He, he's helped. I mean, he's had an influence yeah, he, on he, myself, on you. Yeah, I mean, he like, how he's not. He ref like basically my whole high school career. He ref. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's just and time, he's still fun to of, watch. A lot of arguments. A lot of arguments. <laughs> no, I would contest. I would contest any call I could. Try to find a way to get out of a penalty. <laughs> and shadow too. And shadow. Oh, <laughs> shadow and I just argue just to argue. Yeah. That's so right. still argue just to argue. <laughs> that's brilliant. But yeah, that's that's our where, local community is so yes, good. And that's that's the thing. It's not just the professional on the professional level of you know being a season ticket holder. It's all of it. It's it's you know it's a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the thing is what I love about that that slogan by Seattle Rugby, and it's the the shit people don't see. Yes, you know, and that's that's what this is all about, and that's why I love. Um, yeah, there's a lot like uh, there, there's been a lot of training that nobody will ever know that you did to get to this level. It wasn't handed to you by any means, and, and like you said, going down to Dallas instead of being in Seattle, I see where you're at because. It, what, it, nobody's going to be miscued on, on that was given to you the opportunity that you've earned it, and uh, we're excited to live vicariously through you. Oh, yeah. Seriously, you like artists, man, it's gonna be great to watch you guys. Together. Yeah, I mean, local blood going and playing somewhere other than home. Professionally. Professionally, yeah, that's it. Dude. Yeah. Professionally, man. Yeah. And I would encourage you to uh, get involved in that local community too. I mean. I'm, I would just encourage anybody to do that, but of course, that would yeah. be huge. If you, I'm sure maybe you've already thought about that or not. Yeah, it's yeah. tough right now because I'm across the country. Of course, yeah. But when yeah, I think it down there, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. I, yeah. obviously, the MLR teams are really good about doing community outreach and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that even if I didn't, even if I didn't want to, which I, I do, even if I didn't want to, I'd be Did, doing it. They'd request it. No, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, yeah. good. Yeah, because all the we have a, all the Dallas guys talk about how great the community is already and. One thing that we definitely learned that we definitely appreciate Central was like, we wouldn't, I wouldn't be here, and all these other teams wouldn't be here if there wasn't people to come watch and come support us. So 
by them supporting us, the least that we can do is give back. Right. Right. Well, we'll sign off. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing and sharing and liking and commenting. Wait, wait, wait. It's not just thank you. Thank you for all that have done that. Those who haven't, go and do it. Please Share and thank it, you. Man. Come on. That's all we need. <laughs>